Hey, what's going on? Are you ready to talk about dating, love, and relationships once again? <laughs> I hope so, because we are in the final episode of our dating series. It has been so much fun, and I'm so glad that you've tuned in and pressed play. My name is Nash, and I'm the host of this podcast, where it's just been a privilege to really, you know, unbox our lives one blank space at a time. And that's what we do here at the URC space. I've been so grateful and so thankful for my friends, uh, Taylor Marie, Tim, and Nolan so far, who have been on my panel and have helped us unbox just so much. And they've added so much rich and amazing insight to our conversation here. And I know that our our final panelist today is gonna be doing the same. They are gonna be bringing some perspectives that I did not consider before we recorded this. And while we were recording it, my perspectives became even more enlightened. So I'm thrilled for you to join in here what they're gonna be sharing. But in addition to that, I've got a bonus special guest for you on today's episode, and I'm not going to spoil it. If you follow me on Instagram at Nash Speaks Live, you may have seen on my stories maybe about a week and a half or so ago, I mentioned how I just I recorded something for the podcast with a certain Christian recording artist, and I didn't say any more. Well, that's all going to be revealed today, and I hope you are excited to tune in. And I think I think today's episode is really going to be one that adds a different look at how we do dating. And so without further ado, let's just dive right into it. All right. And my final panelist on our episode today, I have my amazing friend, Miss Sierra. She's joining me today here on the URC space. Sierra, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, we're so Thank glad. Thank you to- so much for having me. Oh my goodness. We're so glad to have you here on the URC space. You have no idea. Thank you for being a part of the panel. I'm so glad that you agreed of to do course. this. And so we're just going to, you know, we want to know in your mind, your worldview. And we know that you don't, you know, that you're, you're a woman. You don't speak for all women, but it does help to mm-hmm. kind of get, you know, a little bit deeper perspective of kind of how your worldview is when it comes to this sort of thing. So can you state your status for the record here? <laughs> are you on the yeah. dating scene, contently single, or are you somewhere in between? I would say contentedly single, but open to dating. There's a lot of transitions happening in my life right now, which wouldn't make it the most ideal timing, but mm-hmm. definitely open. I, okay. So you're open to dating transitions. <laughs> timing is everything, right? That's what I say. Yeah. Timing is everything, <laughs> but you know, timing's a lot. Yeah. But time also waits for no one, Sierra. So um, there's that. Anyway, (laughs) uh, what would you say? What would you say has shaped or is shaping your view on dating and love or the lack thereof? Yes. Um, So I've actually had, I think, a lot of influences on this topic in my life, especially over like the last year, year and a half. Mm hmm. So the first one I would say is Jesus. Okay. Obviously Amen. He, he, <laughs> Amen. Um, Jesus and in the Bible, I think that us learning how to communicate in all of our relationships will help with our dating relationships. Mm. Um, oh, that's good. And so I think that that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely important. And then I'm going to plug a couple of people. Um, oh, okay. Give a little shout out them. here. We, we have a two homeboy yeah. limit here on the URC space or homegirl <laughs> where we are an equal homegirl, homeboy uh, shout out er here on the show. <laughs> yeah, they are both. They are both homegirls. Oh, okay. So, so the first one, her name is Laura Austin. Okay. And she has, um, she has like a little blog mm-hmm. and she 
over the last year and a half has completely changed the way I think about dating. Wow. Um, because of her, like my mindset was open to online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very open to setups now. Okay. Um, so if we, I find if yeah. I find some if I find Joe Smo on the street and I'm like, Hey yo, Sierra, I got somebody I want you to meet. Hey, that rhymed without me even trying. You'd be like, Okay, you know, all thanks to reading Laura's blog, I am all in. Or are there some prerequisites? Um, I think there are some prerequisites. I do think that I will say that I think guys tend to be better at setting up okay. um, people and friends just because they like girls are just so, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I want you to be with someone and guys tend to be more, no, that wouldn't work. Or actually like, yeah, that might work. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of her, I'm definitely like open to being set up or like going on a blind date with someone, you know, who's a friend of a friend. Okay. And you said something about Laura's yeah. blog. You said she just completely transformed the way in which you saw dating and, and, and viewed, you know, relationships. Like what, what is there like a thing that she always says, or is there some sort of motto or mantra that she lives by? Or is there some sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, communi- communicative phrase or word that just kind of resonated with you that just made you go like, Oh, let me grab a hold of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about a particular phrase, but something that she does talk a lot about, and you and I have actually had conversations about this before. Oh, wait a minute. Don't put my business is, on the street now. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, it's okay to express interest as a girl. It's okay to uh, um, either ask a guy out for coffee or to flirt a little bit so that hopefully, you know, he will either get the hint or you can just ask him, like, that's, a, that's fine to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never would have thought that before finding her. I was just so like, no, I like the guy has to initiate. And I'm like, go for it, girl. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that you, you're right. We have spoken about this. And I remembered over the summer last year, you know, one of my favorite singers, Mandisa, she on her talk show, What If We Were Real, did, you know, they were having this conversation about, you know, should a woman initiate? Should a woman feel like she needs to, quote unquote, help <laughs> help the guy you know hi i'm here you know like you know the starbucks is you know something we can go get together or something like that and uh Mm -hmm. i would say for me like hearing mandisa's the way in which she presented it on her show and if you guys haven't seen it i'll leave it in the unbox good section of the show so you can uh check out her series what if we were real but her presenting it and speaking about that openly with her friends who were just different ranges, you know, some were married, some were divorced, some were single. I was just like, oh, like, I don't, I didn't think about that. And you know what? Like, honestly, like just for me, uh, you know, my perspective, if a, if, a, if a girl tastefully had said that to me, I would, I would totally be down, like totally be down. Yeah. I would totally be down. Yeah. And, and I think Laura does a good job of showing you how to do that. Mm-hmm. Tasteful is the key word. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And speaking of tasteful, yeah. in your opinion, you know, from, you know, you, you're now in a position where, you know, you're comfortable kind of throwing out a coffee date idea to a guy. You're comfortable, you know, or open to online dating or, you know, apps and, and things of that nature. What would you say mm-hmm. is the biggest challenge facing millennials in our generation on the dating scene today? Uh, I personally think that it is a lack of community and um, that's like, that's like a whole episode right there. (laughs) The lack of community in the millennial generation. Like, wow. 
Yeah. And I think that that comes from a lot of different things. I think it comes from just the fact that we have cars and we can travel so easily and move so easily and there's technology. And just, I think all of that definitely plays a role, but I think that one of the most kind of dangerous things actually is not inviting people into your relationship and allowing them to speak into it and into your life. Obviously, you know, a relationship is between two people, but I just mean like having a game night with some of your friends and afterwards genuinely asking your friends like, hey, what did you see between us? Did you Mm. see anything that's alarming? Okay. And actually listening to that. Okay. So Um, not just asking for the advice for quote unquote, like just just to do it kind of like a check mark, but actually being being open to the feedback that someone's going to give you. And this is interesting. I've never even thought about that, you know, mm-hmm. inviting people into your relationship because I grew up in, let's say here, like I would say like in my home, like I was raised to believe that whatever, whatever you were going through in your relationship is what you and you and the person whom you were in a relationship with. That's just what the two of you were going through. And that was it. And mm-hmm. outside forces didn't need to have a say, didn't need to be invited to the table. <laughs> and so that's, that's definitely a, a new, uh, an interesting perspective. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Was there something else you were going to say about that besides the community within um, our generation? Yeah, well, I I do want to make one quick note on what mm-hmm. you just said, which is that, of course, there are things that do need to stay private between the couple. But mm-hmm. just there, so often there are things that other people pick up on that we just don't because we're in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be dangerous if you're not aware of those things, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, another part of that, which is kind of going off of what we already touched on earlier is that if my friends are all are scattered all across the U.S. or are scattered across the world, mm-hmm. they can't really set me up with someone. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't call up my friend in North Carolina and, you know, say, hey, you got any guys for me? You know, because they're all in North Carolina. And, of course, yeah, there so is a situation in which that could work. But so you, you <laughs> exactly, don't want to drive but to North Carolina? But that's so much more difficult. <laughs> Like she's, she lives eight hours away from me. I know a total joke. I, I'm, I'm totally joking here, but no, I, I, oh I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. That is so valid. That is valid. Especially yeah. when you and I have worked in international spaces before and we've got friends all mm-hmm. over the place. And so, it, you know, if any of our friends who, you know, live in South Africa or in New Zealand or the United Kingdom and shout out to anyone in those countries listening today. But if they were like, Hey, we got somebody for you. It's like, how am I going to get over there? You going to teleport me? <laughs> I really hope you've been enjoying today's episode and we're just going to cut away just for a brief moment because, you know, y'all know how much we love music here on the URC space. And I have recently come across a song that has been a part of a playlist that I've created that maybe I'll share with you at some point. But, you know, I, I feel like a lot of us were in this moment in our in our lives where we just need to have clarity and we just kind of need to be centered and just really calmed and peaced (laughs) with just the midst of everything going on. And I heard this song 
uh, by this particular artist. And he's actually here with me in the studio. I'm really excited to have him talk about his new single because I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So the song is called Come Holy Spirit, and it is by none other than Mr. Ronald J. McRae. He has been featured, y'all, on the Christian Broadcasting Network. He has been on Joni's Table Talk on Daystar. And for somehow, for some reason, you know, when podcasters like me call, sometimes you don't know where you where you stand on the, on the schedule. But he was able to make a little space to come here on the show. So I want to welcome Mr. Ron. How are you doing today? I am good, Nash. How are you? I'm great. You know, I am so, you know, I, I was, you know, I didn't know if you were going to have time for me in your schedule to talk about your new single. No, you know, getting all super famous and everything out there. But listen, when <laughs> I heard, I mean, the introduction of it, the strings just like absolutely just instantly calmed me. It's just like, woo, I needed that. <laughs> I've had this song on repeat and it's really been helping me get through um, just a lot of transition I've been having to go through lately in my own life. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for an, an anthem. It really is. I find it really being just a great place for anyone who listens to just find themselves yielded and surrendered to God when they listen. And, you know, I would love to hear what your inspiration was or is, or maybe ever is evolving uh, when it comes to this, this new single that you just released. Yeah, well, first, thank you so much for the invitation to come on and share a little bit about the single, the inspiration for the song. Uh, God actually sung this song to me about five years ago. Um, I had a, a friend of mine I've been, you know, witnessing to, um, and, you know, she was baptized in the Holy Spirit at, at a youth night at my church. And, um, you know, my wife and I came home and we were just filled gratitude to the Lord. And we were just um, sitting in the living room when I started to, um, I, I was singing some song to him. I can't remember what it was. Mm. I heard God singing lyrics back to me and it was the lyrics of the song. Mm. And I just kind of like paused and listened and started writing. And I heard even like a melody that I sang out to my wife. I was like, oh my gosh, is, this sounds like a song. Like, tell me what you think of this. And she's like, mm. yeah, it really does. <laughs> so, you know, I had an opportunity to, you know, minister the song in a concert a few years ago, and I thought that was it. But the Holy Spirit uh, began to move on my heart uh, last year uh, to actually have the song produced. And I didn't know that it would be relevant for the times that we were living in now with so much happening in the world, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and social injustice and all, you know, other types of things that, you know, the world is facing and the people of God are facing. And so... Really, the inspiration was it, it was it was God, and it's a song of surrender. And if we invite Him in, if we allow Him to give us direction and allow Him to fulfill the desires of our hearts, then He can fix a lot of the wrong in our lives today. Oh, Ooh. we can just cut it right there. <laughs> that that's just so awesome. And I mean, isn't that just like God? I mean, he gave you the song five years ago and who knew, who knew five years ago, that all of us would be, you know, succumbed and subjected to what it is that we are today. And, you know, whenever we see singles drop in, you know, we get excited because maybe it's like a teaser to something bigger that might be coming. Do you by chance have an album in the works or more singles or what else can we expect from you musically? I am planning to work on an album. Um, I haven't started yet, but I do plan to hopefully put an album together this year. We'll see what God has in store. Oh, well, that's awesome. Well, listen, if the album comes out, I'll be listening with bated breath. Y'all, the single is called Come Holy Spirit, and you can get it wherever you purchase your music legally. 
and I say purchase because I really want you all to just get behind Ron and support his first single. It is just really amazing. It'll absolutely bless you. I promise you. Be sure to check out everything that he's doing on his website at ronaldjmccray.com. And if you're on Instagram, you can follow him there at I am Ron J. McCray. And on Facebook, he's there as Ronald J. McCray. Well, Ron, is there anything else you want to share with us about this single? I absolutely love it. I, I really believe that, you know, I was the first partaker of the song um, and it was such a, re- a refreshing even for my soul. Um, a lot of the things that I have going in my personal life and, um, you know, just allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and um, and bring healing that I've needed and bring a re- just a renewal that I've, I've needed. And I believe that the song will be a blessing you know, hopefully to all who hear. Uh, so I just, you know, ask that as you listen to the song, open your heart to the Holy Spirit, because I, I guarantee he has something to, um, to pour into you. Mm, amen. And for all all of us who need, and, and, for, and all of us who need a, an extra dip and a continual dip in it, I'm telling you, this song will completely bless you. Well, be sure I'm going to leave all the information for where you can get the song, where you can purchase it legally and where you can also connect with Ron in today's Unbox Goods episode description. But I want us to get right back into the episode. So let's dig right back in. Well, it's so now, you know, you've been giving some really, really good tips and some really good advice, but um, I'm going to put you in the full armchair dating coach uh, position right now. OK, and so what would you say? If you were the dating coach, the relationship coach, what advice, what was the best advice you think you could give another millennial looking to date or currently on the dating scene? I would say, honestly, what I kind of just said, which is I think that your either your significant other should be around your friends and your family so that they can see you interacting with each other. Um, Cause you can just pick up a lot on those kinds of interactions. Um, and I say all of that just because I've had multiple friends and I've had friends of friends like so often where, you know, someone will say, Oh yeah, they they got married. We don't like the guy. And you know, the friends tried to say something to the friend and they rejected it or, you know, it's, it's, they're just not good situations. And I feel like a lot of it could have been prevented if people are open to input from other people. And Does having, that make sense? It makes a lot of sense and having a lot of community. And it's it's so interesting that you say that because I remembered when I was, this was a couple years ago, my best friend uh, was, my best friend was in the town that I was visiting in and she was visiting her family and I was visiting, I was visiting my family that happened to live in the same town. And I was, um, I was over there and I was like, oh, you know, I just asked my friend you know, and there was nothing romantic between my best friend and I, you know, she happens to be a girl, happens to be a mm-hmm. guy. We happen to just have a really good relationship. And I had, yeah. and I said to my family, Hey, would you mind if my friend came over? Uh, I think I was getting ready to bake brownies or something like that, you know, to help me bake brownies or something, you know? And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. And, and so she came over, then some time had passed. So a, a few years had passed and my family and I, we were just having a conversation and I was still single. 
single, still am single, and that's not a plug for anybody. So please don't. Thank you. Okay. So uh, <laughs> just wanted to be clear. It's for the context of the story. Uh, so mm-hmm. we were just having this conversation, and you know, my uh, you know my family was like, oh, you know, like you know, you never really told us anything about like you know your dating life or or kind of like you know if you're seeing anyone, and you know, we just had this notion for a while that you and so and so would um, were you know going to date or you you, you two were going to uh, uh, you know forge a you know a relationship beyond friendship because of how we saw the two of you interacting with each other while you were here and so it's like even in the even in the how do I say the unplannedness your family and friends especially the ones who really have your best interest at heart they're always making sure that you are around people whom you are going to click with and you know i'm laughing yeah. at that and i'm just like oh my goodness like this is like so hilarious and like no like this like that's this, like we're not going to be anything beyond just really good friends best friends to your point about you know they just got married and we don't like the guy i i, I worked for a number of years you know in a in a in a, in a professional environment where i was in charge of weddings and I can't tell you how many times when I would go to meet a family or I would go to set up for the venue and somebody from someone in the fam, I don't know, you know, the, the, the crazy aunt who was drunk or, you know, the, the, the mother-in-law who got to speak her mind, you know, somebody will come up and say, I can't stand their family. I can't stand and I don't, and, and I, we don't like him or we don't like her and she's not good for him. You know? And they would say this and it's like, you do realize that we're getting ready to, uh, you know, go down the altar. The captain's getting ready to come here. We're getting ready to, we're getting ready to initiate this thing. This is about to be in ink, but I'm, I'm totally with you. You know, there, there could have been, and I would argue to say should have been conversations with those respective mm-hmm. individuals to say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, we've picked up on some things or we've noticed some things that we don't necessarily vibe with, but this is our feedback. This is what we got to say. And then at least, you know, you, you said something and, and you're trying to be a friendly yeah. active participant in the relationship. Now, I do believe with that also comes conversations of boundaries. You know, you got to let folks know, Hey, listen, this is your mm-hmm. line. Okay. I do want you to give me your feedback. I do want you to this and that, but you know, maybe saying something like, you know, only if I ask or, you know, only if, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person, you know, if, if I never will put an unpopular opinion on the table, unless, you know, a close friend or family member allows me to, you know, I'm saying, Hey, can I put an unpopular mm-hmm. opinion on the table? And yeah. if they give me the green light, then I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, you know, cause no one likes unsol- unsolicited advice. Um, so I think with mm-hmm. that, the intentionality of community within our relationships, we also have to be intentional with making sure that we are safeguarding and putting boundaries. I think we were having a conversation a few weeks or last week about guarding your heart. You know, we want to make sure that mm-hmm. we are not letting folk have the run of our relationship, but they are tastefully, there we go. There's the word of the episode. Tastefully, mm-hmm. tastefully, <laughs> tastefully you know giving input that it's only going to edify build up and encourage and inspire and not do anything contrary to that so this mm-hmm. has been very insightful i thank you so much for taking time to be on a panel today i know that we could of course we could keep talking and keep talking and keep talking so um i want to dig a little bit more into how your perspective was shaped on the dating scene in regards to online dating and and being you know quote unquote set up so um we're running a little uh short on time here today on the show would you consider coming back next week I would love that. We would, would love, love to have you. We would love to have you come back next week. This has been such a great conversation. And I really think there are so many people right now who are listening and they are just 
in full nodation, up and down, giving you amen, Sierra. So we're going to bring you back next week. And I want to thank my friends, Sierra and Ron, who both were able to be on the podcast today. Sierra will be back with us next week. We're going to be double-clicking just on online dating apps and the battery draining issue they are in our lives. (laughs) I hope you will rejoin me for that conversation then. But before we close out the show, I want to read something to you that my friend uh, sent to me this week. It's called when the brook dries up in first Kings 17, God told the prophet Elijah to go hide from King Ahab by the brook Seraph, where the ravens would deliver him bread and meat daily. Just like clockwork, Every day he had supernatural delivery service. But one day the brook dried up and the ravens quit coming. God said, Elijah, now go to Zarephath where a widow will provide for you. Elijah could have thought, this doesn't make sense. His blessing is here. But the water and ravens were only temporary provision. When Elijah obeyed, that's where his ministry began. He saw some of the greatest miracles recorded in scripture. Sometimes God brings something to an end and shuts a door to get us ready for the new thing he is about to do for us. Don't get discouraged when things suddenly change and the blessing doesn't seem to be there. Thank him when the brook dries up. God has something bigger, much bigger in mind for you. New doors, new opportunities, and new relationships are about to open. 1 Kings 17.7. I just wanted to share that encouraging word with you. It really blessed me and has just sent me into just a place of meditation of really understanding and always knowing that the best is always yet to come, no matter what has happened, no matter what's going on right now, no matter what it looks like, what it sounds like, or what it feels like, the best is always yet to come for you. Well, my friend, until we continue our conversations here on the URC space, I want you to keep unboxing your life one blank space at a time, knowing that you are undaunted, unbreakable, and unfinished because you have been redeemed, restored, and reclaimed in every area and in every aspect of your life. Keep living outside of the box because I'm just telling you, it's better and so much less cramped. (laughs) I'll see y'all next week with Sierra and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.